My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope for Monday, March 8th to Sunday, March 14th. And this week we have a new moon and this big shift of energy into Aquarius. And we'll feel that especially on Wednesday, March 10th, when we have five planets in Capricorn, similar to what happened about a month ago. And that all moves, not all of it, but there's this big shift of energy into Thursday, March 11th, when we have five planets in Aquarius. This is a pretty rare event where we literally shift five planets in Capricorn to five planets in Aquarius. They're not all the same planets, but it is a big shift. And then on Saturday the 13th this week, we have the new moon in Aquarius. So that's right when it happens early on the 13th. And then on the 14th, of Sunday, we have sun going into Pisces. So this is all a big shift, setting up the groundwork for next week when we have the spring equinox, and then next month when we have Jupiter in Aquarius. So this week marks the one year of lockdowns and the dominance of Saturn. So there's something called a dispositor in astrology. So that shows us what planet is ruling other houses and planets. So even if the sun is in Pisces, it could be ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter is with Saturn, it's in Capricorn, so ultimately Saturn is ruling the energy of the sun in Pisces. Without getting too far in the weeds, essentially there is a final dispositor or ruler of everything in the chart. And sometimes, like we've had over the last year, one planet really dominates pretty much everything in the chart, and that has been Saturn most of the time. This week, Saturn is the final dispositor for every single thing in the chart by the transits. So we're talking about the transits and how they affect everyone. So the restrictions, the limitations, the lockdowns, all of that stuff we felt over the last year, the heaviness, and the effects on people who are of lesser privilege. So this is the Saturn energy represents people who are of lesser privilege and it can represent the energy of service and being of service to others. Uh, but those are who have been disproportionately affected by all of the COVID stuff. People of color and usually older men. So Saturn represents men, old age, and people of color as well. And people who are typically less privileged in society, which is very unfortunate that has been the case. And hopefully we're moving away from that with the Aquarius energy. But that has been the Saturn energy. Saturn has been dominant, and that is how it has played out. And we can move and change and shift society however we want as people banding together. And I think that's so important with the Aquarius energy that we're shifting into, is that we connect with people who are on the same wavelength as us, who want similar things in life, and not just listen to the news, which tries to divide us and manipulate us for certain aims and needs. Not all news, not all people, I'm not saying everyone's bad, but there is a lot of controlled uh, sort of narrative of what we're supposed to be thinking about, what we're supposed to be afraid of, which is what Saturn represents, fear. And fear has dominated society over the last year, and this is all starting to shift and lighten up and lessen over this next month. This week is when we really start to feel that shift. Now, this was just announced last week after right after I posted the podcast, because uh, we have this on March 10th, this rare occurrence of five planets in Capricorn, and then March 11th, it shifts right out of Capricorn into Aquarius. 
So that's that lightening up, that letting go of some of that fear, that tension, those restrictions, those limitations. And then right after I posted about that last week, and here in Texas, they're lifting the mask mandates and opening everything to 100% here in Texas uh, on that exact time, right on that shift on March 10th is when they're going to do that. So whatever you feel about that and think about that, that is the kind of shift that is happening astrologically here, where all of the restrictions, fear, limitations, and structure uh, impositions of Saturn and Capricorn is lightening up. And this represents the government as well. So the government having so much say in everybody's personal life and putting all of these restrictions on people's movement, choices, behavior, who you can see, how often you can see them, you can't see your, your grandparents in nursing homes, all these sort of things. Those are all very Saturnine restrictions and limitations. So as objectively as we can look at it, without charge, without emotion, without uh, judgment, that is the energy of Saturn. And that is lightening up and lessening now as we go into the Aquarius energy. Now here's the caveat. So Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. So it's still some of the Saturn energy, but this is more of a societal focus of what is going to help in better society rather than what's going to help better the government. And I think everybody can agree, if you look at the uh, aid and the bills and the things that have been passed to supposedly serve society and give money to society, and uh, especially here in the U.S., I'm talking a lot about the U.S. because that's where I am, uh, but a lot of those bills, they, they channel and funnel a lot of money that they don't talk about to the government, into government programs, into large corporations, and of course, the mom and pop shops all have shut down. Thousands of businesses have gone out of business and may likely never return after this pandemic is let up. But of course, Walmart and Target and everything else have stayed open. Home Depot, that's all done just fine, right? All the big box, all the corporate companies, that is all Saturn as well, right? It's so easy to get charged and people get so reactive when you talk about these things. But again, we're just trying to look at it as objectively as we can from this astrology lens of Saturn represents government, corporations, big entities, things that are have uh, sort of long-term staying power, big structures, uh, things like this are all of what all those things represent. That's not mom and pop shops. That's not small businesses. That's not the individual. That's the government. That's the big picture. And that is what has been the big emphasis of everything over the last year and it starts to really shift this week on that 10th to 11th date. So we'll likely see a lot of these things starting to let up and a lot of shifts. So I'll probably do an episode where I just talk about more of sort of reviewing this pandemic through the astrological lens. And there's been a lot of really interesting things like this along the way where we can see these shifts. And again, just objectively looking at what has been happening. So... Fear is becoming less predominant in society as we move into this shift, especially next month uh, when Jupiter moves into Aquarius on April 5th. Right? So Jupiter is still in Capricorn. It's considered debilitated there. That's a loss of optimism, a loss of hope. We've seen terrible statistics like suicides increasing, alcoholism increasing, uh, spousal abuse, child abuse increasing through this pandemic of people being locked down, unemployed, unable to find new work. And all the restrictions and difficulties of this and just being given you know, $1,400 to live through this whole pandemic, uh, it's and then $600 a couple months ago. So 
$2,000 to last their whole year for people who have been unemployed or unemployable. And it's been quite intense, a lot of restriction, a lot of heaviness. And this isn't just Saturn and Capricorn. That happens every 30 years. That itself is not too big of a deal. But being with Jupiter and Pluto, the planet of revolution and change, and as I've talked about, uh, this hasn't happened since 1776 in that time in the American and French revolutions. You can listen to previous episodes on that. But this is a revolutionary time. And the whole idea of what government is and the structure of it is changing and will be transformed by the end of this 19-year transit we just started last year. So it's a big, life-changing, generation-changing time that we are in, and it's going to be unfolding over the next 19 years still to some degree, but it will start to let up significantly this week, and especially next month, and really next April. So April 2022 is when Saturn gets out of Capricorn. So all of this to say, like, what can we do personally, right? So, okay, we understand what's happening objectively, structurally, societally, and externally, but we always want to focus on how we can manage that and engage with that ourselves and not be reactive to external circumstances that we can't control. Even if you vote very intentionally for everybody, you get politically involved. Ultimately, who wins the elections is not up to you, and what they do is not up to you. So we can't control that, and that can be very disempowering, and that can increase the fear and the limitation and the restriction and heaviness. So one of the things I think about every day is what one of my teachers would say is we have to have pre-input wins. So when we wake up in the morning, before we engage with anything external, look at the news, read social media, respond to emails... Ideally, this might not work for your life and your schedule, but ideally we do something in the morning that is a pre-input wins before we take in information from the outside world and react to it, right? If you read a headline or watch something or look at your email, you have to respond in some way. You might ignore it. You might get angry. You might feel sad, happy. There's going to be some sort of response and that takes energy and attention that is our most valuable resource. And everything in the modern world and economy is basically an uh, attention economy. And this is how social media works, right? They've got the little red notifications. They do the little push notifications on your phone. They want you checking your phone all the time and giving intermittent positive rewards like a slot machine where you don't know if you pull the lever, am I gonna win a dollar, a thousand? I could win a million dollars or I might get nothing. So, oh, okay, I got nothing. All right, pull it again. Who knows what could happen? That is what our phones are designed to be. So you'd pick up your phone. Oh, no notification. Okay. And you'd pick it up again five minutes later. Oh, I've got three notifications. Someone I haven't talked to in a year. Some email, big opportunity thing. Right. So it's like something you don't even know what to expect. But there's this sort of uh, slot machine effect with our devices and technology that is basically an attention economy. So with all of this stuff, especially as we move into Aquarius now, which is still ruled by Saturn, and it's about ideas. It's about the air elements. We're getting out of the earth element, this heavy, restricted feeling into the air element of ideas and a little more hope, especially next month, more optimism, more expansion, more growth. But our attention is still our most valuable asset. So where are we putting our attention? Before we give it to external things and put it on the slot machine of our phones and 
social media and email and all that stuff, what is something that you want to create in your life? What are the ideas and ideals that you have for your life? What is the vision you have? Do you want to complete a certification in some sort of training or course? Do you want to lose weight or gain muscle or start a diet or start an exercise program or write a book or have a website, start an online business, right? There's infinite possibilities of what you can do. And if you're not sure, you could just write them all down and just try to move towards one that feels good. But have that time in the morning before you've taken in any external stimulation to work towards those things that matter to you. And this has been incredibly helpful for me. I used to feel overwhelmed all the time myself. I used to, uh, I've, you know, I'll tell you, like I've mentioned in my last podcast, I have mercury in Pisces. That's considered debilitated. So my communication, my thought process, my intellect is in Pisces, which is imagination and less practical, right? So we want, mercury is about practicality and like specific actions, clear communication, and it's more practical. And Pisces is watery and emotional and imaginative and less, it's more impractical. And that's not a bad thing, but uh, it's about imagination. So I could get lost in my imagination and thoughts and ideas. And that's what's going to happen, especially for a lot of us at the end of this month when Mercury goes into Pisces for everybody. So you might feel that way. So I'm saying this now because it's important to get into this habit. And this week is like the last week to really refine our habits. You know, we can still work on it over the next year. But this week is a really powerful time to clear up your habits, your routines, your structures, your foundation of how you approach your daily routines in your life and the limited time you have about 18 hours a day where you're awake. How do you want to spend that time? And I think the morning is the most valuable, most powerful time where we can focus our mind and say, you know, maybe I want to work on these five things. And this is what helped me a lot. So that get out of the overwhelm. Maybe I'll work on these five things. Okay, well, which one do I want to work on first? Oh, well, I can only do one thing at a time, right? I can't do all five of them at once. So I'll, I'll give myself like a 30-minute timer or a 60-minute timer and just work on that one thing and do my best, right? So like this morning, it's part of it's like working on my yoga teacher training that I offer. So I have my Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher training over at quietmind.yoga slash YTT. That's opening up again. Uh, the next one starts in a couple weeks. So if any of you are interested in learning yoga and integrating it with the sister science of Ayurveda and astrology, that's what I teach. And there's a whole lot of steps for me to do to work on that. So when I get up in the morning, after I do my morning routine, that's the first thing I do. And then I work on this podcast right now. That's where I'm at right now. And then I have other projects I'm working on as well. And then once I've done that for a few hours, then, okay, I can look at social media, my phone, respond to emails, texts, these sort of things, because they're, it's okay to be reactive. It's okay. I've gotten my most important work out of the way for today. And now anything else is kind of extra, right? So that's that sort of structure that I've put in place in my life. Your life's going to be different. Maybe you have kids, work, and you can't do it in the morning. Maybe you find time when you can. But ideally, you have some sort of structure in your life where you get to direct your attention where you want it to be and how you want to use it on the projects and things and people that matter most to you. So you might schedule time later in the evening to be with your family, to go for a walk with a friend, or talk to a family member. Right, so however you want the structure to look, this is a very powerful week to start to clarify that 
and set those structures in place and be, of course, adaptable to change. Not being rigid, not being too much stira, too much structure, too much uh, control and rigidity, but having an outline, a template, what feels right for you. And really, I love this idea of pre-input wins. It's been so helpful for me over the years. It's before I let in anything external, I've created something that is important to me. And it's gonna look different for all of us. And it might even just be a few minutes of that, but ideally you have a couple hours if you can in the morning, you have to get up a little earlier. It means you have to go to sleep a little earlier, which means you don't have as much time to just scroll on social media at the end of the day or news or those distractions that might not be in your best interest overall in the long run, uh, but they might be soothing. Self-soothing is very important and self-care is extremely important. That's something you definitely want to have in your routine. It's okay to watch bad shows or eat bad food occasionally, right? We're not all trying to be perfect here, but you build that into your routine too. So you're just mindful of your needs and your emotional needs. And it's okay to be down at times. It's okay to, to eat bad food or whatever, but you don't let that overrun your life. You don't let the weeds take over the garden essentially. So this is all setting us up to make the most of this spring and summertime, which is a very powerful energy of moving out of this heaviness of Saturn. Jupiter moves into Aquarius. It's much more positive, much more expansion and growth. And then we have that new moon towards the end of this week, which brings more opportunities for new beginnings, new directions, new hope, new ideas into our lives. So make the most of it this week. And I think one of the things you can do is alternate nostril breathing. So if you like pranayama practices, alternate nostril breathing is a great way to balance and harmonize the energy of the air element that becomes predominant at the end of this week. And it helps balance the yin and yang, the masculine, feminine, the stira and sukha is what the spring equinox is all about. The day and night are equal length next week. So we're moving towards the energy. So alternate nostril breathing is a powerful practice to do. Get your pre-input wins in the morning. Do the things that matter most to you. If you're overwhelmed and not sure what they are, write down all the possible things they could be and just start with one. And if you know exactly what it is, just start with that one. Try not to let yourself get derailed by other things. Maybe you close all the windows on your desktop or set a timer. I like to use timers. They help me focus a lot again, with that Mercury and Pisces energy that I have, and that is going to be influencing all of us later in the month. So timers can help, lists can help, to-do lists, ma task managers. I like the task manager to-doist. I've tried just about every one of them over time. Uh, that one sticks with me. I really like it, to-doist, if you want to try that task manager. But don't worry about the tools too much. Paper and pen is just fine. Don't overthink it. Just trust yourself and work towards the things that matter to you. Build this into your routine and structure so you are choosing how to create your life rather than react to external things that we can't control. Because there's a lockdown this past year and there, who knows what could be coming from here. Uh, it's a little grim if you look at the World Economic Forum's uh, sort of intentions over the next 10 years. Some of it's very positive, some of it is very questionable but we can't control those external things. We could organize people that want to create something different, more harmonious, positive, peaceful, and inclusive of everybody, and not just uh, supportive of the top 1% of people. We could create that together, 
And that is something we could do in our time of not reacting to externals and creating the thing we want to create, right? Uh, so do what feels right for you. Find your unique path. You're here for a reason. I totally believe that is what astrology teaches us, that we all have unique gifts. We're all here for a unique reason and purpose. And if you want help in clarifying what that is for you, you can check out quietmindastrology.com and schedule a reading there. And we can talk about your chart and how these transits are affecting you, what it shows that your life purpose and path are. It's in your chart. It's laid out very clearly in there. And it's a beautiful thing to align with that. That's why I got into Vedic astrology. That's why I'm here now. My first Vedic astrology teacher helped me align with my dharma, my path. And it was absolutely life-changing and profound. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. So that's why I create this podcast. That's why I share this stuff. I love it. It's been life-changing. It's been the thing that has really turned my life around from... I was, I was depressed years ago. Saturn had a really strong influence on me and I was feeling really down and heavy. And uh, I've learned that there is a lot of gifts in going through that. There's a lot of to be learned by going through those processes. And I'm grateful for those challenges. And we can find gratitude for this past year with all of its challenges and limitations and help us move, use that energy as fuel to move forward in our lives. And Saturn teaches us important life lessons to make us more wise and mature and learn and grow. And that's what's happening over the past year. And this week now we start to shift. What have we learned from this whole pandemic thing? What have we grown? How have we grown? What have we become? What do we want to move towards now as we really start to shift out of that heaviness of the last year? So I hope you found this helpful. If you want to learn more, check out quietmindastrology.com where you can join the quiet, the Vedic Astrology membership where I do monthly horoscopes, sign by signs. You can listen to your March horoscope for your rising and moon sign. And if you don't know your chart, you can get a free birth chart right there at quietmindastrology.com. And thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week and make the most of it. I absolutely believe you are here for a purpose. And this whole energy of the last year has been pushing you to line more and more with that purpose and less and less with external things that we can't control. So it's a positive experience. There's incredible opportunity and growth ahead for you. And I'm excited to see what you do with it. If you want to reach out and give me any feedback or have any questions, at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram and the new Quiet Mind Astrology Instagram. So I've got at Quiet Mind Astrology now, where I'll just be posting Vedic Astrology Insights. Check it out on Instagram, follow me there, and I'll be posting new things regularly. All right, hope you have a great rest of your week and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.